You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. So, um, first things first, I did not see the movie we were supposed to see this weekend. Um, I was at a wedding uh, that was local, and I was under the impression I would have time, but I did not have time. Weddings seem to do that, you know? They take up more time than we think they're going to. And were you yeah. uh, were you in the wedding party? Yeah, I was in the wedding yeah. party. I was the best man. Um, and it was Saturday. And by the time Sunday rolled around, um, I mean, I played squash, went out for lunch, and then didn't want to do anything yeah, for the rest crash. of the day. I just crashed. Crash. And I, I, I actually I put on Netflix and I started to just like go through things. And I watched some some very interesting things. First, there's a comedian, Whitney something, who has a Netflix special. And it was talking about robots okay. that are sex robots. Right. And they're real. This is a real thing. Yes. Um, and she made one of herself for this comedy bit and, like, brought it out on stage and did other things. It is the scariest thing I've do ever they, seen. Do they move? Because no, I no, know I've seen, like, I've seen, like, you know, Lars and the Real Girl, like yeah. those. It's, like, that style. Yeah, doll. yeah. And, but and more, like, even more, more realistic. Inv- more realistic and the face kind of looks human Can they breathe and stuff? No. Have they done that yet? No. Where they, like... But their lips move when they talk and they have randomness to their movement of the head. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that... It's I, the decline of civilization. Yeah, that's, like, this is the beginning. <laughs> this is the thing that people will remember. Um, but I was also... I should have looked this up beforehand. But I want to give a recommendation to this documentary that I watched that's about um, this promotional speaker. And she talks a lot about, um, I'm just going to pull the name up as I talk, but basically she talks a lot about, she makes it mainly about women, but I think this can be relatable to everybody, is how people the idea of courage and vulnerability you have to be very vulnerable to be courageous sometimes mm-hmm. and the stories we tell ourselves like what we put in our own heads and the way we sort of tell each other a story and then by the time you go for clarification out in the real world you've you're convinced yourself of the story in your head right. um and again she she makes it very specific to her experiences in talking to women but i actually found it very helpful in general because i think that we all can relate to that mindset of thinking. So, and in my previous work, we talked about it a lot as well. So is it a documentary about her life, about her speaking it's kind engagements? Of, yeah, speaking engagements. Okay. And it's kind of set up like a, like you would any of the Netflix specials that's a stand-up comedy thing. She's doing a talk somewhere. Okay, and like a filmed it. TED Talk. Like a TED Talk. And she actually became famous because of her TED Talk. Okay. Um, I'm going to look it up. But uh, basically, oh, uh, uh Brene Brown is her name, and it's The Power of Vulnerability. And that was on Netflix. This is on Netflix, and The Power of Vulnerability was her big uh, Netflix TED Talk, where and then she sold a bunch of books and stuff. Now, you have to get, I will say, you have to get through about the first 20 minutes of this thing, and it's, it, like, I'm not a huge fan of, of these types of speakers. Yeah. Um, I think people are smart enough to just figure things out for themselves, and you're lazy if you need these people, but... 
once you get through that part of it, she actually talks about some really interesting things. And I think it's really cool to, to look at, you know, the way people process information. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to have something out there that's very solidified to a concept I've heard of before. And I've never heard anyone talk about this before other than in my previous work. We used to say that to, I, I used to work with teens. Yeah. And we used to say that to someone who was overly emotional or overly violent. We would sit them down and say like, what's the story you're telling yourself here? Like when, when you're upset about someone, what are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. And often it's not the reality of what someone else meant. Yeah. And she brings this up and like mainly to talk about dating and relationships and relationships with family and that type of thing. But it's relatable all over Like the when place. we think someone is being aggressive to us, it's not we're just projecting. We're often not actually. We are. Yeah. And, I and mean, it, sometimes, of course. Yeah, no, sometimes not. But, but you can think about any of especially probably when you're younger and when I was younger thinking of the relationships and the dating you go Mm -hmm. through a lot of problems are created by those situations where someone has said something and it's been interpreted in a way that by the time you actually have a conversation about it it's already been twisted and Mm -hmm. tossed around that there's there's nowhere you can go with it so I thought that was really interesting so if you if you're into that sort of thing and you find that interesting about the first 20 minutes are really rough to get through. But once you get there, it's it's a really interesting talk for the rest of it. So that's your Netflix that's recommendation what, that's all for I the... Did. Yeah, that's all I did on Sunday is I turned on some Netflix and then I watched some mindless stuff even after that and just laid down for an entire day. Dan and I went to go see the Sheepdogs at um, Grass Creek Park. That was this weekend? Not the band, the actual... The, the, the yeah. Sheepdog Trials were yeah. this weekend? Oh, I missed it. Yeah, it was I a lot of fun. the Sheepdog Trials. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was all weekend, but we just went on the Sunday. Yeah, that's that's what I used yeah. to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you enjoy them? Oh, yeah, they're so great. And yeah, then we so saw the fun. canine, like yeah. the police unit, yeah. and then dock dogs so the dogs that jump off a dock yeah, into yeah. the pool we were we were more impressed with their athleticism than I, the yeah i i loved going to that it's one of the kingston staple things that yeah I it was super fun to go to yeah. but it's too bad i missed it but next year there was a wedding so <laughs> with your like best friend with my best friend so it was, <laughs> it was important <laughs> had to go to the wedding had to miss wah, um so yeah we're gonna we are gonna talk about the farewell though um as advertised because taylor did see it i did see it yeah so we're gonna review that we've got a ton of fan questions but only really one headline for not a great plan and then one more sort of serious topic that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, conversational. Yeah, conversational thing. So so we'll um, separate that, I think, from not a great plan because not a great plan is, is supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun headline. Yeah, I think it's contentious. It is. It is. We, have a gonna... fun, we have one headline, but it's fun. Yeah. So we're going to stick to it. Um, but first off, we have fan questions. Cool. There's one left over from last week that I promised the listener – who asked it that I would let you Save answer it for okay no I answered it oh but I'm now letting you answer it as well now again for our you probably didn't listen to last week's episode you know I don't save, when save, I'm not save yourself the trouble <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's was not me, that I don't love our show it's just it was me by myself just having a chat having a chat and it was it's it's not our most popular episode what um, movie did you review? Uh, I reviewed Hobbs and Shaw. Right. <laughs> so not even like a, a, no. a like a, a hard did, hitting. I did not a great plan. Also by myself, and it was just. You tried. I tried, and it, again, it was of no fault to anyone but my own because I could have had people come on and I forgot. 
Again, you so always go away these plus. long weekends, and I forget. And then I get to show <laughs> And I even like, try oh, to make it so easy you do. for you. you. I'm do. like, you can do this. You can do, you can this, do that. You can play this thing. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. And then I don't. <laughs> well, see, I'm the brains behind the operation. Um, also, so the big thing you will miss then is Nicole wrote in. Yes. Your friend Nicole. Yes. And I used my power as producer to officially dub her our TIFF correspondent. Oh, that's exciting so for she, her. She's our official TIFF correspondent. I don't know what that means yet. But hopefully we can have her call in and do yeah. some episodes around Tiff when, when she it's goes there. hard. Did she explain that to you? Well, she wrote in the email that she really enjoys it, but I don't know. She what... goes like to like f- multiple movies in the day. Well, like there you go. she takes the whatever like ten days off and just. That's why I thought it was you know if that's the case then this is great because I want to go to Tiff but like I would go one day because I'm. She I'm goes go every day. Movies and that she stuff. goes to yeah. the panels. There you go. So. So she'll be you our couldn't have picked a better person. Um, but she had a question that I thought you should answer. Okay. Um, is there a cult story that we haven't seen adapted for the screen yet that you would like to see made into a movie or series? That is a tough one. I wish I could have prepped my cult files. You yes, know what I, I mean? Like, I wish I could have. Let me tell you what I said. I, I talked about I actually would like to see more about the Manson family in a more detailed historical There is a great movie about the Manson murders. I can see it. Um, like the, I can see the. Is it a movie or a documentary? It's a movie. Okay. The most prominent still in my mind is sticking out. I think the movie is called like My Name Is Charlie or like Hello Charlie. Okay. And it's about the women. Yeah. And and then it follows them. Um, sort of why did they continue to follow him after the crime? That's what I brought up last week. It is that a, was interesting. It's a very yeah. good movie. I'll try to do um some research yeah. just to because I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called My Name Is Charlie. That I would love uh, to watch that. But I'll. I'll message you and let you know and for our other viewers because it's in my opinion it's the movie you should see you know how um uh, our our Star Trek fan was saying if we diss a movie we should give you a movie to watch Tyler, instead yes, Tyler yes. yeah I want to call him Trevor Tyler no, sorry Tyler, yeah. Case our, of the, my brain's mush yes our Star Trek um, correspondent Tyler um so that would be the movie I would say right. see instead of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I want to say it's called My Name is Charlie well look, definitely get it because I'd love to get the name because I would love to it's watch it's good that. it's really yeah. good yeah. Um. so what cult story I mean Jonestown has been done to death it would be interesting to see the. I would like to see um, the family, which is I've, I think they're called the family. They were the ones that Joaquin Phoenix's family was right. a part of, um, and they had like a couple different names, um, but I think the family was like the main one in the 1960s, and how they did they used like flirty fishing to convert people. They would essentially use the women of the cult as like prostitutes in order to lure men into the group um so that would be interesting to see i wouldn't really be interested in the haley's comment comment guys because they're like you know tennis shoes and track suits and just waiting for so can you think of any like cultural things that aren't as because I gave some examples of not cult things, but like have cult followings that are maybe are a little more lighthearted. Can you think of any of those things that you would think, oh, that would be kind of interesting to see? Like, because I brought up how I really like Trekkies because I, I love that movie because it talks about right. Star Trek fans, but it's kind of a positive spin on like the cult following. Is there anything right. like that that you're interested in? Obviously, I'm more interested in real cults. Of course, so. <laughs> that's why I want to say this question. You're our horror person. Um. <laughs> 
what would I mean? It'd be interesting to watch a movie about you know people who are like really into Elvis or people who are really into Dolly Parton and like would go yeah. to the her amusement park. I still um, to this day do not understand the fandom around the Beatles. I know we talked about this a lot on the show. I people too... screamed till till they couldn't anymore over four average looking people playing okay music i don't get it i know i don't i think it's because it was it sounded different that's what people who are really into music have explained um, to me it was the first of this type like and it kind of society was very rigid and you know it's the same with like elvis was really popular mm-hmm. because he was like very sexual even though by our standards today we wouldn't really consider what Elvis was doing as like hypersexual, but like in the fifties, that was considered yeah, like yeah. he wasn't allowed being filmed. Yeah. Um, like he could only be filmed from the waist up because they thought what he was doing with his what legs simulated too, yeah, a sex act. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the Beatles kind of have we. It's like happening at a cusp in history where um, youth culture is emerging for the first time. Yeah. Things are being made for young people. I'm giving you like a, a cultural historian answer yeah. as to why the no, Beatles that's are kind popular. Of, that, honestly, that's what I'm kind of looking for, <laughs> and, and I think that's that gives me some context. And I've heard that from music yeah. people before, of like, well, the music wise, this is why, but not culturally, they don't they don't really know. Yeah. But it just it seems so odd to me to see that. I, I've never been that excited in my entire life about anything. You've seen you see it though with bands like One Direction or Ed Sheeran. But even not to not to that level. I've my seen cousin, One Direction fans like my cousin cried at Ed Sheeran's when, really? concert. Yeah, For like, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, like she like like was like. Is it because gingers are so rare? I don't know. Like overwhelmingly <laughs> cried, and one year she was allowed to decorate the Christmas tree, and she decorated just in his photographs. <laughs> so like I like I don't think we I appreciate. Yeah, I don't think we appreciate. The depth of like teen, um, teen devotion. What was I in? I'm trying to remember. I would have to ask my parents like what I was really into as a teenager. I was really into Panic at the Disco. I never cried at their concerts, but like I printed yeah, out their photos. I don't I think put I it... cried because of anything. I'll have to ask them. This will be this will be something <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask them about because I don't remember anything. Okay, well, there you go. We've got some cult suggestions there. Um, so Kylie from Instagram says, no shout out to Milo Ventimiglia's new dog movie with about 16 question marks. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been seeing a little bit of promotion for this. It may very well have been on Instagram. I have no idea what the movie is about, about other than. dog who drives in a car with Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, There's a race car. I, I think they race. And to be honest, I didn't even know it was Milo who was. This is what's he interesting. He looks very nondescript in the film. Listen, Kylie, and I, and I honestly don't know anything about the movie to say this is true or not. So this is technically not a spoiler, but I'm going to tell you what this movie is right now. So it's the it's the father from This Is Us, written by the Marley and Me people. Oh, and gosh. This, and there's a dog in it. That dog's not getting out alive. If there's a car involved. If there's, like, there's no way that dog is getting out of this movie alive. You cast Guy from This Is Us. You cast, or you written by Marley and me people. This is going to be a sad movie. Yeah, Kylie, we're saving you some heartbreak. To be honest, there no <coughs> shout out was, did you maybe talk about dog movies recently? No. So we just haven't had an opportunity to talk about I brought him up, I guess, in my headlines last week. Oh, One of mine was okay. that he was, he was told he was too 
old to play Batman, and they chose Robert Pattinson over him. Like, I didn't realize he was in consideration for the new Batman I movie. I could see it. I could see He's it, too. That, that was my point. I was like, I could see him playing Batman, and t- because time is linear, you could tell the story anywhere you want, so maybe for that movie they wanted someone younger. But yeah. he, I don't think he's too old to play Batman Just ever. in a different... In a different time. Um, like, obviously, he's older than Robert Pattinson, sure. Kind of sad. You know, he misses out on Batman and has to be in this sad this dog. dog movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think he's going to get his break, though. If it's Hopefully. not Batman, he's going to get another big movie at some point in time. He's he's obviously someone that people like. So Lots of people are in those sappy movies. Like, wasn't Owen Wilson and... Was in Marley and Me. Yeah. Like, um, real real actors are in yeah, these. Yeah, Matt Damon was in the We Bought a Zoo, which was a very sad movie. Um, kind of what I consider, like, they're not B movies, but no, they're very, like, they're in the tradition of Nicholas Sparks. Yes. That almost, yeah. like, they're almost Christian without yes. talking about God. And, and <laughs> Dennis Quaid's been in a million of them. Yeah. Like, every, almost, it's like doing a superhero movie. If you're going to be an actor who's well-known and is successful, you're going to do one of these movies. You're going to do a superhero movie. Like, you're going to do paycheck. these paycheck. Yeah. And so he's fine. Yeah. I'm sure he's happy with it. Probably I'm a good sure. paycheck. And you know what? Americans, the American market, yeah. loves those sort of Hallmark yeah, blockbusters. And with so. him in it, like, This Is Us is such a big hit. He'll do fine. Like, I don't think, it really, is he not, he's going to make money off of this. The studio's going to make money off of this. And I don't think this is right up the fans of This Is Us as Alan. Oh, they yeah. Go see it this time. Oh, movie? yeah. So I think. They love we don't seeing. Have to, he doesn't need us to give yeah. him a shout out. So, you know. Cool. But, but here's our shout out <laughs> to the dog out. movie. To, we don't to, even know what it's movie. called. I don't know what it's Something called. Something about. <laughs> but but anyway, Kylie, we do. He 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 is a. I think he's a. We're a fan of him on this show. Yes. So I'm. I'm we apologize. Sure he's be fine. Um. But I don't think we're going to review it. Um, yeah, the chance of it coming to the screening room would be pretty slim. Yeah, and we're not. It's not one of the ones I think we'll we'll rush out to see. But I I hope you enjoy you do. it. And if you see it, why don't you tell us what you think of the movie? Yeah. Give us your review and we'll read it out. We we'll love that. Um, Lily writes in, hi Mike and Taylor, I'm pretty sure you, uh, you've been asked this before, but I can't remember what you both said. Do you find that original movie ideas don't get the same attention as remakes or movies based on previous materials, books, comic books, superheroes, etc.? And do you think that this is something that's likely to change? Thanks for taking the time. I don't think we've had a question like this. Actually. No, we've I talked. I think we touched about it. We've yeah. talked about like the merit of original film versus remakes and stuff. Um... I guess the question is, do original films get as much promotion as remakes? Um, Probably not. I mean, the thing is about remakes and, like, it all depends upon what studio is doing it. Yeah. And how much money they have. Like, obviously, comic book movies and anything by Disney or Universal or Warner Brothers have bigger budgets for marketing. And they're going to put all their money behind whatever can bring them the most money so they can make original movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had... Had a ton of buzz, but that's because of Tarantino. I think... um, And I think things are cyclical, like cycles... Um, you know, in the 90s, we had a real bre- uh, real assortment of original films. Yeah. And I would say they were promoted, you know, they got yeah. as just as much attention as any other film, if not more. And some were originals. Um, um, I think right now we're just in a period of film history where the studios, like you said, are kind of, they're banking on these yeah. money makers. Um, and that's why we're hearing more about remakes or, you know, um, sort of, 
non-original material. That's not to say that, and I've said this a million times on the show, I, I'm praying for the day we go back to the, you know, the 90s, but even early, even later, the 60s and 70s, when we had, you know, original indie mm-hmm. films were the films. Like, independent film was kind of the thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's... It's hard to say. Like, I haven't crunched the numbers. I think um, movies that get the most attention would be, yes, you're right, like, remakes are superhero. Mm-hmm. But also, there's always buzz associated with big directors. Definitely. So, like we said, Tarantino, um, Spike Lee got a ton of buzz with Black Klansman, even though that wasn't, that was, that is original material. Um so, yeah, I think it's kind of, in this day and age, if it's a big director, it doesn't matter what the source material is. Their movie's going to have buzz attached to it. Um, I think it also depends on where you're getting your movie news. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there are some outlets that are more dedicated to those types of, of smaller, more independent films. Um, but I definitely think in the general populace, yeah, the people who can afford to advertise on television or advertise on YouTube or advertise Instagram. on Instagram, have money to do that. Um, Those but, are the big studios yeah. that are putting their money in the comic book, exactly. superhero, yeah. whatever. So you might, you yourself might see that because of the platforms you use, not necessarily that there isn't promotion or attention out there to smaller films. It's just you might have to search for it a little yeah. bit more or go to platforms that, that are really, you know, promoting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good um, question, though. Yeah, very good question. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we've had anything quite like that but i think we talked about it um fan of the show chris is back what's up with vin diesel and the rock why all the hate do you know like the hate i'm assuming the hate between, between them. each other i think that that's what this is about yeah um because i'm actually like a fan of the rock vin diesel i can take or leave I don't yeah know. i like the rock but the rock is great you know i don't personally know i know so they were co-stars on um the fast and the furious movies mm-hmm. i believe the conflict began while they filmed those. I don't think the conflict predates the Fast and the Furious movies. I think at some point yes. um, there was a riff. And now that it's to the point where on the newest Fast and the Furious movie, they didn't even share scenes. Yeah. No, they're they're, they just they won't, <laughs> Yeah, they won't appear um, together in person. Couldn't believe that. Um, so I don't, to be honest, I don't, do you know what the source of the feud is? I don't, in anything I've read, it's never said specifically. The all, The closest thing I've gotten to information on it is there's a, it's a personality conflict between the two. They don't like each other. They don't get along, which you can kind of see. Like The Rock is very charismatic and very personable, whereas Vin Diesel from what I can tell, he's he's a little he's quite different. He's weird. Yeah, he's I've I've read person. I've read some things where he's a kind of a weird. Yeah, dude. so I think there's probably a, a, a pretty big clash there, um, just personality type. And I think Vin Diesel has been producing. Yes. Um, the later Fast, unless he's been producing all along, but I know he's a producer on the Fast and the Furious. So that, this is pure speculation, but if it's a conflict of personalities and then Vin Diesel is producing on the film, it becomes sort of professional as well, where Vin Diesel may be like, we want you to do this in promotion, and The Rock's like, I'm sure ego comes in too. Like, I'm sure that they both, these are two guys that probably have massive egos. Big, big guys, you know. Yeah. 
Um, Both probably very insecure deep down. I saw a headline, <laughs> and I wish I had clicked on the he- on it, but I don't. You know, I don't seek out a lot of news about The Rock. But apparently, in one of the new action movies, I don't know if it's a Fast and Furious movie. It might even have been the Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. movie you saw. But apparently, there's a clause in their in their riders now or in their contracts that no one can look more like a badass than the others. <laughs> yeah, it goes it goes further too, where there's a there's a punch count. Each of them have an amount of punches that they've agreed to that their character can take realistically without losing badassness. Like that <laughs> is literally they've they mathematically like, figured it out. This isn't even like the onion. This was like a real. <laughs> yeah, no, this is I real. Saw. No, this is not. So fake. was it this for the Fast and the Furious? It movies? was for the Cops and Shaw and the Fast and okay. Furious movies. So so the Rock, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham too. They all have this mathematical thing. Like they've consulted people like physicists about this probably like the stats who do baseball yeah, and, and it's like let's i'm just gonna throw numbers out here these numbers are not the real ones but let's just say it was the rock and say okay well my anytime my character he can take six punches in a movie otherwise i'm gonna look weak compared compared to, to if jason gets yeah 10. yeah if jason gets 10 i have to have six like there's a mathematical comparison um yeah it's definitely very that's literally <laughs> one of the things that i i think is lost from modern modern action movies that I, I think I like in Mission Impossible and the reason why I like Mission Impossible over these types of movies is the sense of stakes and feeling like your character is at risk. Right. I think that that adds a big part to action movies and what I liked about action movies from the 90s like Speed and other things is they they don't they might not get they out might not alive. get out of alive and you've seen characters be killed before and the thing that I like about Mission Impossible is they've in that movie Tom Cruise's character takes beatings and, and he doesn't win every fight so you you feel every situation you get into is like well he could he could easily be overpowered this might end the franchise this, yeah. and they'll get a new agent exactly but but when you have you know pardon the crudeness when you have monkeys punching like gorillas punching each other in the face which like the like the rock is a gorilla when you have the a gorilla fighting another angry gorilla and they're just punching each other, it's like, it's not entertaining. Yeah. It's not interesting. There's no stakes. You know they're going to get out of it. They can physically... And that's what, like, with Idris Elba being in it, they were like, okay, it's Idris Elba and he's also, uh, he's superhuman. Like, he's got enhancements. Okay, so they did that so he can physically stand up to the rock. But it doesn't, it still doesn't play that way. You ne- Not for one moment do you think they're going to lose. That's kind of boring. Yeah. I haven't, to be honest, I these weren't a franchise. And I grew up watching a lot of Jason Statham movies because my mom is a huge fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen, like, the Crank movies. Yeah. I've seen, like, those ones. They're pretty – I like his solo stuff, but mm-hmm. I've never been particularly interested to watch car races. Yeah. It's, and, <laughs> well, it's not, yeah. No, and no somehow, longer do they race cars, Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> somehow it's not it's even – It's not even about no, cars. No, I, I really don't like the franchise personally, but I think that, for me, The Rock brings a lot of charisma to the screen, so those stuff – like, He's a good actor. The things in Hobbs and Shaw's that were good where he was great, and and Ryan Reynolds is in there as a, as a cameo, and it was really funny. There you go. So that's not – But, um, sorry, Chris – we don't, at the end of the day, we cannot tell you definitively what the beef is. And I don't think it's public knowledge either. I, I like, I think it's hard to find. Everyone's just kind of like, they don't like they each don't other. They don't like each other. We don't know. We don't know. Um, last question comes from Curtis. What's going on with the vampire episode? <laughs> and do you think you'll be doing many more spoiler talk podcasts? 
Um, it depends on the movies that come out, Curtis. Like, I mean, I wanted to do one about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wanted to do one about Spider-Man. It all depends. If something comes out that's... that's maybe know, it. It, maybe, yeah. Like, it probably... Because that's going to be a movie, I'm sure things are going to happen and we're yeah, going to want to talk about jump scares definitely. or whatever. And and that's the type of movie that we save those for is, is there's more detail required yeah. where the review is like, well, we can't, we and know mythology. we can touch it. Yeah. So I, I definitely think, yeah, that would be a good one. In chapter two, I could definitely see us doing one for it. Um, and that movie's coming out in September, so you could probably look for a spoiler talk then. Um, we've mentioned that there is going to be a vampire episode. I love that this is in demand. Every couple of weeks we get a new, and it's like, a new person too. It's not the same people. It's like, where's well, the vampire whoa, episode? Oh, I hear about this vampire thing. Where, what's going on here? <laughs> Slow down, guys. <laughs> um, it, it, we've decided that it's going to be more of a Halloween themed episode just because, you know, talking about vampires at the time, it was like, it, this has been in the works since like, I don't know, spring. Yeah. So I feel like April to August, I personally am not in vampire mode even though I, you know, I live and breathe vampires, but, um, probably October if it's not going to be our Halloween episode it's going to be like a lead up to Halloween so definitely there is October though definitely going to be a vampire episode um and it'll be we'll we'll dedicate the whole episode and again we'll see we always wait and see what's coming out movie wise close before planning episodes we don't like to do things too far in advance because we don't want to get trapped like if something really cool comes out near Halloween we might want to we try to stay current yeah so the vampire episode will happen in October it might just end up being the Halloween episode where we just theme it to vampires, or it will be in a standalone, we don't know, but you're going to get it. It'll be all about vampires. It's going to be spooky. Don't worry. You're going to get everything. Vampire-related. Yeah, people can, I mean, <laughs> feel free, everyone, to keep asking about it if you want, but, like, you're not going to get it until October, so. Yeah, it's not going to It's not gonna make the calendar turn any <laughs> yeah, quicker. Yeah, we're, we're, you got to wait till October, and then we will get there, and we promise, like, I've made a list of everyone's requests from questions coming in, like, we will make sure we touch upon everything you want. Yeah. Um, I know people are excited about this, which is cool. I didn't know vampires were this big. Oh, they're huge. But, um, you know, in Curtis's defense, and or it, to ease Curtis's worries and everyone else's worries, we're already almost at the end of August. Yeah, we're getting there. So, like, a month and a half, two months, you're going to be talking yeah, about vampires. Like, like, what, ten more episodes? And it'll probably be the vampire episode. There you go. That. Like, maybe maybe the maybe more like 12. But that, you know, yeah. think of it that way. There's, there's actually, you're going to get the vampire episode very, very soon. Cool. So thanks, everyone, for sending in those questions. Just a reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, just email us at screeninginkingston at gmail.com or find us on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Use the hashtag ScreeningInYGK. Send us a question. Send us a comment. We'll read it on air. Um, okay, so next, why don't we uh, dive into the review here of uh, the, the farewell, which Taylor saw and I did not. Taylor, take it away. I'm going to try not to cry. This movie was very um, emotional for me. Um, I did cry when I was in the theater. And I don't know if anyone else cried, but I kind of like ugly sobbed at parts. I, I will say, because I watched the trailer yeah. before when I was going to yeah. see the movie. And even that, I was like, okay, this looks it's emotional. It's going to be. Yeah. And someone... A middle-aged man came in with his friend, and he, like, saw another friend. He went, oh, this is going to be a tearjerker. I heard it's a tearjerker, everyone. And it certainly was for me. Um, So it stars Aquafina, who is a very talented Mm -hmm. actress. I've only seen her. I saw her in Crazy Rich Asians, and I don't think I've seen her really in anything else, unless it was kind of like a cameo. But in um, 
Crazy Rich Asians, she plays, like, the comedic relief. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... She plays, like, a straight comedic role. Whereas in this film, she is funny. Just, like, she's just kind of a naturally funny character. But it's more straight. Yeah. Like, it just seems like... It's more of a natural, she's funny because she's human and, mm-hmm. you know, she's going through life. So I think it speaks to her talent. I think she's someone, and I'm not the only person, I'm not, like, <sighs> claiming that I called it Aquafina is going to be famous. Oh, she's great. But um, I think really this movie is a testament yeah. to um, what we can expect from her and right. what she'll be. She's young, so I think she's going to be around for a while. And I think she might also have a music career. I think, is, uh, yeah, doesn't she do rap or something? Yeah, she's so a she's, something. she's a talented young lady. She's yeah, busy. I've seen her in a handful of things and everything I've, I've liked her in. Even yeah. if I didn't like the movie. I thought she was very good. Yeah, she's good. And she, and no question, she's really good in this movie. Um, All of the characters, very believable. So the movie, if you don't know... um. Essentially, and I'm not giving anything away, it's in the promotion. Um, uh, Aquafina is part of a, an immigrant family who's living in New York. The majority of their family is back home in China. They stay very close contact with them. They find out that their grandma is diagnosed with cancer. So they're going to go back home to China for um, under the guise of a wedding, essentially. Um, And they're not going to tell the grandma that she's dying. They want her to kind of enjoy her last moments. We're getting together as a family for this wedding. We're not coming to say goodbye. So the movie is kind of um, a family tale. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about family. It's also about East meets West. Mm -hmm. So Aquafina moved to uh, America when she was six. Mm -hmm. She was actually born in China. Um, Her name's Billy in the film. And so you can see her trying to straddle, you know, her Western values versus, like, the Eastern values of her family and trying to negotiate because she's always saying, like, shouldn't we tell Grandma? Like, shouldn't we tell Nai-Nai? Like, isn't this morally wrong? And, like, there's one scene where she says, like, um, back home, like, this would be illegal. Like, this would be, like, you can't not tell people that they're dying, right? So... Um, it was a really beautiful movie. Why it was difficult for me to watch is my grandmother is 89 mm. and she has very um, advanced dementia and she's going to pass away soon. Right. So right, watching right. like watching the movie and seeing sort of and my grandmother's also an immigrant. Mm-hmm. So kind of seeing like when you know seeing sort of elderly family members who hold sort of the traditions and sort of like the key, you know, Billy played by Aquafina is kind of trapped in the West in a way. And when her grandmother passes away, that's something of the East that she's losing. You know what I mean? So that was... the family's quite close. Like that's how, like, in terms of, I mean, obviously like culturally, there's obviously differences in in levels of closeness, but this family in particular that they're focusing on, they're close. They're very close. Like she, um calls like it seems like if they're not calling every day like they're you know they're calling frequently yeah um so it is sort of a closeness of a family um so beautiful beautiful performances Mm -hmm. it felt very authentic like family dynamics you know billy's mom not getting along with the grandma um how do you properly express grief and you see that as well like all of the characters trying to deal because essentially they're grieving already um, even though the grandmother hasn't passed away yet. So um, 
yeah, there was some parts where people in the audience were um, laughing at parts that, like, to me weren't funny. And I don't know if um, the director who is Chinese, and she based this movie on a true story. Like, Mm -hmm. this happened with her own grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was showing some sort of cultural, um, like, yeah, some Chinese cultural around, like, death and dying and stuff. And I don't know if her intention was to use it for comedic relief. Like, this is kind of a weird, funny right. thing we do. Right. Um, but it was, one scene is very similar to what my family does culturally. So, like, I was almost a little bit offended yeah, <laughs> when people were like, um, so there's one scene where they go to a cemetery. And essentially they're, you know, they're giving offerings to the grandfather who had passed away many years ago. And they're like you know, give him a cigarette. Oh, he quit smoking. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Like kind of like sure. cute and funny, but yeah, they were yeah. like, I felt like people were laughing that they were even like doing that act of like giving yeah, offerings. Yeah. Um, which to me, it's like the which, West is so out of touch. But, but, that, with, but that to me, that's even strange. Cause like, I mean, I've, I've lived here, here my whole life, but I've heard of that where you go yeah. to a grave and you're putting little things like offerings or things that are from that person's life mm-hmm. as like a little thing. Like I've heard of that before. That's not, I didn't, I didn't think that was that uncommon that people, yeah, I don't know. Like concept of it. So that's interesting. Cause my, my family, half my family is Russian Orthodox. So at Easter time, you essentially go to the cemetery around Easter and right. you have a, essentially a picnic right. with your dead yeah. relatives. Yeah. So like we always like, pour out shots for the deceased we Mm. like leave food for them we like candles so like very similar to what they were doing in the film so like I didn't quite I'm like oh is this so if the intention for the the director was to kind of be like death and dying is weird like let's laugh at it or if like I didn't know if people and and so but I also didn't know if people in the theater were being culturally insensitive right right you know what I mean yeah that's interesting (laughs) no that's a good question that's a good question because I I've I've heard of that, and and to me, that's not. I wouldn't have said that that's an uncommon thing yeah. or a variation of it. Maybe maybe they're, they're, people aren't having a picnic, but I've I've definitely heard of, seen, and even seen represented in film and television before, where someone goes to a gravestone and has a drink yeah. with the deceased, quote unquote. But they're they're that's how they're you know honoring the person, and they check in, and it's part of kind of their process. So yeah, that's that's kind of and fun. admittedly like that scene, there were intentionally funny things built into that scene. Right, like, like the family, like the family being like, should we open the crackers or should we not? Like, of course you need to open it. How yeah, else yeah, is yeah. it going to eat? And that's funny. Like yeah, that's yeah. what's funny. But like yeah. I felt like like overall people were yeah. laughing even before yeah. we got to like so that part, the yeah. funny part. Um. So, yeah, but overall, I would say it was a really great film. It's hard for me, in a way, to give an honest um, an honest or an unbiased review because I felt really emotionally connected mm. to the material. Mm. Um, even though my family isn't Chinese, per se, they are an immigrant family, mm. and um, the matriarch of our family is dying. Right, like, that's right, the reality right, right, of my own yeah. life and my own family right now. So seeing that portrayed on film was difficult, yeah. but beautiful too. You know, yeah, it's good yeah, to see sort of hard things on film, knowing, okay, I'm not alone. And it's cross-cultural, yeah. you know, Absolutely. this Chinese story. And it's very much, I'm not even, I'm tr- not being culturally insensitive. It is very much a Chinese story. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in their cultural yeah. experience and the language. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so for me, it's to see it. Yeah. I don't want to talk anymore because I might start no, no, crying. That's and, and one of the things that, like, I, I find, because I do think it can cross cultures, like, one of the things I liked about Crazy Rich Asians was how well I thought they brought a story that they wanted to make a, a clear point and to make this about a particular culture and a particular family and uh, really bring in Asian actors and do all these things. But I still felt like there was a lot in there that they... That, that spoke to me. Yeah, and like I it think wasn't... a good movie does that, regardless of, of where it's set. A good movie can cross those cultures in that way. Yeah, like it didn't necessarily need to be take place in China, no, if you know what be... I mean. Like the story is universal. Exactly. It was yeah. beautiful that it did take place in China. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, And like language is a big element in the film. Like throughout the whole film, they're telling Billy that like her Chinese isn't good enough. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. things like that. So um, yeah, I have really good things to say about it um it's getting good buzz too yeah like, i've heard great buzz it's not like i'm just kind of talking <laughs> like blowing smoke no i think whatever, even but... even with your like people now know that you have that added sort of layer on top of it but even with that i not you're not saying anything that, that i haven't already heard yeah. buzz wise so i mean yeah i think your see it can still be taken as a you're recommending people mm -hmm. check it out but you've explain that you also might be biased a little bit towards it but you know that's that's why our system is not rating it out of 10 <laughs> you're just saying see, just it. Go see it you enjoyed it other people will enjoy it. It. so there you go so that's the farewell it's a see it officially from us taylor uh check that movie out and i didn't um so uh now we're gonna go uh straight into our one headline for not a great plan but hey we're gonna go through the opening anyway <laughs> It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener, Not A Great Plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not A Great Plan. That's right, it's not a great plan where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Disney is... <laughs> <laughs> and, you... <laughs> and I messed it up because I'm not reading it today. I'm it's just... funny, I just... I. Uh... Just so everyone's aware, because we're going to keep this in. I uh, We're doing some pre-recording stuff, and I paused it to, to say to Taylor, like, you can, you know, you could, do you have it ready? And she said, oh, I'm just going to say it. And then, okay. So now we're into it. And she screws it up. Okay. So try try the headline again. Um, Disney's announced that they're going to remake Home Alone. Not a great plan. Okay, so I, I did hear about this. Um, now, or, you know, remake, reboot, everyone kind of. It's going to be part of the Disney Plus, I believe, though. Like, it's going to go streaming. Yeah, That's so the article I read is that, you know, in order to kind of compete with the need for content, right? Yeah. Like, the whole thing yeah. about streaming is it's a binge culture. Yeah. So um, we just kind of, as consumers, just eat up content. So uh, platforms need to continually be essentially releasing new content, right? So Disney wants to mine some of the family classics. So... Cheaper by the Dozen mm -hmm. um, was one of them. That, yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Um, and a couple other ones. Like, pretty, you know, standard fare. Mm -hmm. And they're saying they want to, you know, re um, reintroduce them to a new generation. 
obviously, even though a number of movies, including Cheaper by the Dozen, were included in this announcement, everyone is flipping out about Home Alone. Yeah. And rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. <laughs> it's an iconic... No one even... No. no one even talks about the sequels. No, it's well, the first one's the main the one. The first right? and the ones well, with I Macaulay the Culkin. Because yeah. there's two with there's Macaulay two. Culkin. And then after Macaulay Culkin got too old, they waited a little bit. And then in the late 90s released like two or three horrible sequels. Don't you think these movies are just of the time too in filmmaking? Like these kind of ridiculous concept movies in the 90s. Yeah, just these zany. Worked. Yeah, just like I think it just worked. But nowadays i just i don't think that it worked i don't know why people haven't learned about the reboot thing because even some reboots are starting to not make money i don't know why people haven't learned from ghostbusters that's my whole big point it's all comes back to and ghostbusters. you know um home alone was of a certain almost genre into itself because this was written and i think it was directed by christopher columbus yes um and written by the brat pack um, mm-hmm. Writer, what's mm-hmm. uh, um, yes, Houston? No, um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. But the writer who Hughes? did Hughes, no. John yes. Hughes, John Hughes. Thank so you. yeah, <laughs> John Hughes and Christopher Columbus were were a creative team more or less mm-hmm. for a very long time. Um, you don't get that kind of cinematic magic. No, you or what I'm trying to say is you can't recreate no. um, Macaulay Culkin huge huge star of the 90s what child unless it's a no name what child can fill Macaulay Culkin's yeah the shoes? only the only like child actor we have now is doing a bunch of things is what Jacob Tremblay and like <laughs> Millie gonna, Brown yeah that girl. is it gonna be Millie Bobby Brown or Jacob Tremblay is it gonna be one of those <laughs> together <two? laughs> yeah. or um, um, or one of Will Smith's kids yeah. usually they get in there they're too old now though oh they are um, too they've old. aged out they have um, yeah you're right and also people are just critiquing it based on again concepts you know in a world where Uber and cell phones exist yeah um how that would never happen this would it's not even believable so you like that kid would tweet it the minute it yeah, happened i'm home alone, Yo, home alone. YOLO. yolo party at my place <laughs> even, if, even if it's open. a child like it's gonna invite its other child friends we're so connected yeah yeah it doesn't uh, um, i don't think this bodes well yeah so like i the viewers now i'm not a fan of reboots to begin with um whether we call it a a reboot or a remake remake or yeah it's a little bit whatever. fishy it's a little bit unclear what is going to happen reboots uh imply that it's happening in the same universe but at a different time or yes. or you know it's the same world but different characters yeah yeah um whereas a remake would be just like a straight they're going to recast it and it's essentially going to be yeah like the only like, I really, the only real one of these remakes that I really enjoyed was Jumanji, and they did something completely different with it, where they turned it was it a into reboot. A, it was a reboot, a threw it in the video game. They even had, like, one little callback to the original movie, but that was it, just one. One tiny little Easter egg callback to the original movie, and that's it. And they, they you know, they made it into a video game, and it was interesting, and it was different. Like, they did something cool with it, but I just don't see this working, and I don't see why you would even want to. I understand why content-wise, but I don't know what filmmakers... I guess I'll find someone. Anyone will need money. Um, but anyone who's interested in the art of it wouldn't see the value yeah. in this. 
I don't know. So for me, definitely not a great plan. I'm also a huge Home Alone fan. Yeah. And I ride and die for Macaulay Culkin, which is an unpopular opinion. People (laughs) think he's a weirdo, but I'm like, you'd be a weirdo too if you have to sue your parents for your own money. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But Macaulay Culkin did weigh in. He said, "Um, I know exactly what Kevin McAllister would be doing right now. And it's a picture of him sitting on the couch eating food with a laptop on his. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. What would a grown-up Kevin McAllister be doing? Pretty this. much yeah. what every millennial yeah, is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, there you go. That's that's our only headline for today, but it was a good one <laughs> because it's uh, it goes back it's to zesty. everything. It's Everyone zesty. has an opinion on that. Yeah. Um, so before we uh, end off the show, we wanted to kind of talk about something uh, that we decided not to include in the headlines, but we want to just touch upon this. Um, so... Uh, Universal Studios has canceled um, the release of the Blumhouse thriller The Hunt. Um, now, this comes after some political controversy over some of the public tragedies that have happened over the past week. There have been a, quite a few uh, shootings that have happened in the United States, um, at least three, I believe, that I read about, two that were really massive um, that came over the long weekend, um, and then one uh, since then as well. And there's been quite a bit of political sort of discussion in and around this, um, including from Donald Trump. But um, a Universal Studios spokesman did uh, release a statement. This comes, we're getting this off of global news. Um, So we believe this is legit. Usually with global, it's pretty good, in this, and they wouldn't have a quote in here. So basically what uh, the quote says is, uh, while Universal Pictures has already paused the marketing campaign for The Hunt, um, after thoughtful consideration, the studio has decided to cancel our plans to release the film. We stand by our filmmakers and will continue to distribute films in partnership with bold and visionary creators like those associated with the satirical social thriller. Uh, but we understand that now is not the right time to release this film. Now, what's interesting in here is is it is, and I've looked up other things, it is a cancellation. This is not saying... You will not be seeing it yeah, anytime soon. This is not, you know, not to say that it won't at one point in time, but it's not like it's been pushed back a year or two it's years or three years. It's going in the vault. It's going in the vault. It's been canceled, um, even more so than the comparison that had been drawn up uh, has been the... Uh, um, the interview, which was the sort of North Korean, yeah. yeah, but that ended up going to YouTube after being canceled. To be quite frank, I don't know if I've ever heard of a movie just being canceled. I've heard of things being canceled before the filming process. Like this film, this film was filmed, yeah, it's edited, made. done, it's ready. and ready to go. I've never heard of that. The only other example is is right now they've got the New Mutants movie that Fox made has been officially canceled because of the Disney buyer merger, but they just don't know what to do with it. But right. that's the only other one I've heard of that is sitting there completely finished and not and has not been released. I think, I don't know. I feel like this movie is about the rich murdering the poor. Um... As far as I know, it's not nece- it's more a statement on class, kind of in the same way that the purge is a statement. I, I've I've heard that that's the current, comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this the theme is not new. Like from the earliest days of cinema, it's called like the deadliest game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the rich hunting the poor mm-hmm. as sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to cancel this movie is a little, uh, I don't know, premature or a little bit misguided um like an action movie probably has more 
glorified gun violence. Well, I, I think Shops and Hobbs, Shops and Hobbs and Shaw, which I just saw last week, probably will have a comparable, if not more, violence than than this movie. And did. I think it's it's satirical. So we need satire. Mm. At a time when we're kind of in political crisis, that's what satire is for. It's for us to work through complex um, political topics with humor and with nuance. Um, So it's almost like they're, if anything, if I was, and to be fair, I don't know the exact nature of the film. No, we haven't seen it. Um, Like, no one has. Yeah. in the studio, so we don't know. Um, But if I was the creators of Universal, I would double down on my commitment to the film. I'd say yeah, if anything, we need we need movies like this. If anything, if I like I thought about that too. It's like what would I do in that position? Again, not knowing the film, not knowing what's Yeah, in there. and being sensitive to the, the yeah. deaths, horrific would, deaths that have happened. I would probably push it. I would probably delay it. I would not cancel it, but I would definitely delay it. I would have I would have understood the comment been like, okay. Like right now it's not right good. Right now it's not good. Uh maybe I'll push it back. And this type of movie, again, it's the same with it. Come out in October. Anyways. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing coming out in August? Put this movie out in October. And now the news cycle, it's not even like the 24-hour news cycle anymore. It's like the one-hour news cycle. So, so much is going to happen between now and if they push it back to, say, October. Or, you know, if they want it to be super... conservative january release it sure. in the new year yeah february you know I mean? where movies go to die um yeah but yeah i just feel like that's not um it's like how walmart was like oh no like we're horrified by all these deaths we're no longer gonna have advertising for violent video games so, walmart sells guns yeah so do you know what's really interesting about that is is it took less than i think a, a week to make that decision and get rid of of advertising and even some of the video games in Walmart, but but it's been years and years and years of fighting about guns. But guns are still there. You That's, can buy guns and advertise about guns at the, Walmart, but not the video the games. The problem is not whether or not rich people are killing poor people on film. The problem, which is fantastical and, you know, in real life, hunting humans for sport probably not happening mm-hmm. if it is happening it's like crazy yeah, well, yeah. Um, and, and what normal these, people well, it's, it's these it's these ice it's these frankly not to be insensitive but frankly isolated incidences that yeah. should be each taken as their own and you know what if you're a billionaire murdering a poor person you're the villain anyway exactly and you're the villain 100%. in the movie and in the but, mo- yeah exactly um the so the issue isn't these movies the issue isn't even violent video games the, no. the it's gun control correct so I I feel like as a filmmaker to be like I understand they're bowing kind of to um you know I think public they're, they're giving in to some pressure here but I will say and this is the one thing that I disagree with that people have been saying this is not the definition of censorship because Universal owns the right to do what it wants with its films Yeah it's not I guess it's self-censorship It's self-censorship it, it would be censorship if a SWAT team arrived and took the film. Yeah, That's the state, censorship. The state yeah, the said, state said we you, are you no will longer. Yes, exactly. The, but when Universal makes a film and they've paid the directors and they've paid the people, they can sit on that film for years. 
they don't have to release it. It's I not. Mean, I wouldn't call it censorship either. No, it's it's. Do a I decision. think it's kind of dumb? Yes. Yeah. And is it a decision I necessarily agree with? No. no. And if I was in that position, I think I'd handle it differently. But again, I don't know anything about this movie. If I'd yeah. seen it, maybe I'd feel differently. But maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we're like, oh my gosh, it is about gun yeah. control. And maybe and maybe we might look at it differently and say like, listen, maybe we shouldn't release this movie. But again, still for me. We the don't problems know. have always been there. So in a wake, there's never a good time. And I think that in 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 a tragedy, you don't. It, it was like the simple decision that after one of the shootings that happened near the Tony Awards, when Hamilton was up for it, they took the guns out of their musical numbers. Still perform the musical numbers, but they took the guns out right. out of respect. So those types of things are fine. Like that. That's, I just don't understand personally this this sort of and excuse my language, pussyfooting around the issue. Eliminating the sight of yeah, guns yeah. does not raise people from the dead or prevent future crimes. So, and I want to be clear, my heart 100% goes out to the victims yeah. of these horrible, horrible, horrible crimes. But I am in the school of thought that eliminating graphic advertising is not the answer. It's gun control. Well, it's it, so I think it's because... And again, I don't want to be insensitive either, but like we're going to talk about this. I think it's because it's the easiest thing. Yeah, it's the it's easiest. A, it's it's the, a th- tangible thing someone can grab statement. onto and See, say, I'm "Here you go, here you go." I'm supporting and I'm doing it because you're right. You're 100 percent right. The issue is gun control. Um, the issue is also, you know, uh, individuals and human beings. I mean, no. individuals are making these decisions whether they see uh, violence in a movie or play a violent video game or not. I don't think that's going to change it. They're, they're, they have access, easy access to weaponry that is designed to cause harm. Yeah. A video game and a movie are not designed to cause harm. They are well, tools that have other uses, and you sometimes take things out of it as, as you will. But they're the creation of somebody else to do something else. A gun is is meant to do one thing, which is harm a person. That's its only use. It's not like guns also create shelters. They don't. It's not like a hammer, right? Like we've yeah. had this discussion yeah. before. A hammer can be a useful tool. If you hit someone in the head with it, it's now a weapon. Guns are always a weapon yeah. because there's nothing else you can do with a gun other than even in defense, you're still causing harm. So that's that's a clearly for whatever reason that I don't understand. It's a big issue and it's hard for people and people don't want their guns taken away. I don't get it. I don't we get live it, in a completely different culture. Yeah, we do. And so it's different. But I think that, yeah, I think that that's probably the answer to your question is it's the easiest thing for people to grab onto. And it's it's the statement. I can make a statement. I can show my support. And it shows that we're doing something to give someone a little bit of comfort. Unfortunately, it's doing it for comfort, not to actually solve the problem. Yeah, I think it's... Which is damaging. Ridiculous. But anyways... There you go. <laughs> but but again, so I, th- I think we're in agreement. We'd love to hear what other people think about this. I'm I kind of looking forward to this yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, you know, I think if this movie had come out, I think the criticism of it would be, oh, this is just basically a Purge knockoff, and that's all we talk yeah, about it. we wouldn't we'd even give it equate a, it with the... We might give it a stream it or a see it if we had love liking it, but we'd probably come in here and be like, that movie wasn't that good, and then Wait, leave. Go watch The Purge. <laughs> yeah, go watch The Purge. So, yeah, I agree with you, and, and I think we're in agreement as we would have pushed it back, but still let it go. Uh, but let, you know, if someone else has a different opinion, write in. Let us know next week uh, on the show what you think, and if you have an opinion... Uh, please share it with us. But uh, we just wanted to report on that kind of at the end and talk about it. So in the meanwhile... Oh, yes, that's it. The, the, sorry. That's the end of the show. I guess I should probably close the show out. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for, for listening. Um, you'll see us again. We'll be back next week. And go see some movies. <laughs>